0: Hello, Marvelites! Welcome to an awesome, super fun, terrific edition of this week in Marvel. I'm Ryan Panagos, aka Marvel's Agent M, Vice President and Executive Editor. Joined by
1: Blake Garris, and we are standing next to probably the nicest man in the history of celebritydom. <laughs> um, and I'm <laughs> I'll I change I your view s- of that.
2: Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put that down in the history of Marvel.com. Introduce yourself first, sir. Uh, hello, my name is David Tennant. I'm probably known to the Marvel Universe as Kilgrave in Marvels and Netflix's Jessica Jones.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I would say though. I mean, so, judging by the reactions we saw by all our fans, all our staff, all our families, when the news came, everybody knows you also from Doctor Who yes. and, and from so many like uh, Harry Potter. You know, yes. people coming from Broad all Church. different places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember specifically our president and publisher Dan Buckley when we started talking about you, he I was just in his office, we were chatting, and he goes, Have you watched Broadchurch? And I'm like, No. Is it that that's what it's called, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. I hadn't seen it yet. And he's like, Oh, it's gonna change like this is this is the thing that's gonna make you realize he can do that Killgrave part if you haven't already realized it. And I was like, Okay. And so the, like everybody has oh, good, yeah. has come to you in different ways yeah. and I think it's amazing. And now you're embraced by the Marvel fandom as one of the most horrible characters ever.
2: <laughs> he's not horrible. <laughs> he's a cat, really. Um, yeah, no, he is. He's, pre- he's, pretty, uh, uh, he's pretty unreconstructed. But then wouldn't anyone be? I mean, if you grew up with the ability to tell anyone to do whatever you wanted them to do, you would have no sense. You'd, you'd lose all perspective on what's right and proper. Because how can you ever tell if somebody's doing something... Uh, from their own free will, or just because you've told them to, I, I, it's entirely understandable how he ends up where he is. And at least he doesn't try and take over the world. You know, he could do much worse things than he does. I mean, he he's, he wreaks horrible havoc in the in the lives of individuals, but he could destroy continents. Why am I defending him? I don't really. <laughs> I don't en- know. I think it's just as an actor, you end up instinctively trying to defend the characters you play. He's pretty indefensible.
0: Uh- so, and that's interesting because you start talking about all these these different facets of him, especially his upbringing.
2: Mm.
0: When you first, how did you first come to the part? Because, you know, we as comic book fans see Kilgrave as in the comics the Purple Man and mm. just the all all the horrible stuff. I don't even remember reading much about his upbringing and getting that side of him. It was all the latter part being a villain, being mm. terrible. Mm. When you started finding out about this, at what point did you go? Oh, this this character is who, is who he is.
2: Well, to be honest, I didn't I didn't know exactly where the show was going to go. I read two scripts, and if you've seen the show, Kilgrave doesn't really get going till about episode five, mm-hmm. really. Uh, he's he's a sort of he's a kind of shadowy presence in those first first few episodes, and that was all they had ready for me to read. So I, 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 it was a bit of a gamble, and and uh, they sent me a couple of scenes from from later on that were kind of work in progress. So I was really going on the quality of the writing, the script writing. Um, and then, of course, I could look back on, on the comic book history. Uh, but you never quite know, because these worlds are, are, take a slightly different angle on the characters, uh, I couldn't be entirely sure how that, how that would play out. So it was a bit... I spoke to uh, Melissa Rosenberg, our, uh, our showrunner, our uh, head writer, and I spoke to Jeff Loeb, the head of Marvel Television. And they kind of pitched the show as much as they knew at that stage exactly how it was going to pan out. So it was a bit of a a punt. But I I realised that the writing was really top quality. I realised that the characters they were drawing were really interesting. I I realised that the source material... Um, was fantastic, and that that was the kind of tone that, that it, the the show was going to take—a sort of slightly grittier, more more adult. I mean, you don't show your 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 young kids, Jessica Jones. You know what I mean? It's not it's not a kind of kiddie superhero uh, story. It's it's pretty dark and pretty bleak, um, but but brilliantly drawn, and actually asks some really difficult questions about uh, 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 about you know how we react as human beings in in, in awful situations
1: i got to say, too, you—you. You, this is the second time you've been by our office, and for fans who don't know, the first time you caused kind of a stir because <laughs> we, you know, our, we have the Avengers mural, and we took a picture of you next to Jessica Jones, and you see a picture of Spider-Woman. Yeah. You're just a fan of Spider-Woman. No big deal. Sure. Na- international news. All the fans thought you were teasing that Spider-Woman was going to be in Jessica Jones. Ah. Now we can say, if you haven't seen it, no Spider Woman. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> not Maybe yet. I was looking ahead to season
2: four. <laughs>
1: what makes you uh, a fan of Spider Woman so much?
2: I don't know really. Uh, I, I just when I was uh, growing up, uh, I got Marvel Comics the British editions, which were kind of reprinted in black and white, and they would chop up the comic books, and you, so we would get like several stories in a in a in a weekly comic, but like only a little bit, like four or five pages. So, you, so and I used to get. Spider-Man and Hulk, which is which was two British comics that they put together into one uh, one uh, title. So you'd get like four or five pages of Spider-Man, four or five pages of Hulk, and then She-Hulk and Spider-Woman. So that was the they, those were the four comic books all cut up and and and. Uh, you know, this is before I realised they were being published in sort of monthly American editions in the way that that is more recognisable now. Uh, so that that this would have been when was this? This would have been seventies, eighties. Um, so I suppose, uh, yeah, I, those four characters. I, I'm a big fan of all four of them because they, they were my kind of weekly fix for a long time.
0: There's um, a couple of years ago we reprinted some British stuff, British original material. Oh yeah. That we created, and we had Simon Pegg here. Uh, And we were talking to him, similar experiences of of him reading the British editions. Uh, But in particular, he started talking about these weightlifting exercise pages of The Incredible Hulk. uh, That, like, it was The Hulk with, like, teaching kids how to get fit. Wow. And all this stuff. And just, like, that week we had printed that. And so I opened it up and it was just like... The floodgates of memory you could see opening. I do you not remember so that? that.
1: D-
2: no, that doesn't ring a bell.
0: Yeah.
2: No, but I but I remember. I got Hulk, the Hulk comic, you see, and then it became Spider-Man and Hulk. So I got the Hulk comic from issue one, which came out at the same time as the TV show was showing. Mm. So, yeah, the the first few editions were were these... I think they were... I don't don't, don't know, because I wasn't studying it at the time, but I think they were were original stories done in the UK, where it was very much the kind of TV version of the Hulk, where he didn't speak, and he was just sort of solving little domestic uh, (laughs) disputes with sort of, I don't know, sheep farmers or something. And then very subtly over about four or five weeks they kind of introduced the idea that he talked and they introduced the, the, the idea that there were super villains in the world and then around issue sort of seven it segued into the reprints of the original comic books. I remember that very vividly and they used to do uh, I, I found not long ago a comic book I'd made myself based on a lot of the panels I'd clearly copied very religiously from this. So it's a, a little kind of uh, like a, A5 a shaped uh, uh, Hulk comic book that I it was the Hulk versus the Mudman <laughs> and the Mudman seemed to be have the ability to kind of he uh, uh, had a machine that, that could take on uh, the attributes of anyone, so he kind of created another Hulk and then they fought each other. It was very good. Really. How old were you when
0: you
1: did this?
2: Well, what, what would I have been ten, maybe something like that? I would you like know. to pay you some paltry
0: sum of money, <laughs> yeah, to, to get a hold of this. There may not and be enough it. money to uh, <laughs> uh,
2: to get that out of my study. Um, and it got a little bit ripped, which I was a bit Aww. sad about. But uh but yeah, it's it's I, I didn't finish it either. So there's about I think I did about ten, twelve pages of Hulk versus the Mudman. Highly derivative, I suspect. I
0: I, I think though there would be an appetite to see that. <laughs>
2: if, if there was ever any chance. Well yeah, I'll see how what state it's in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you were you interested in drawing as a kid? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: I was. Yeah.
0: Did you, did you follow up with that at all,
2: or was it just sort of like, ah? Eh. No, it was just, you know, I, I uh, I, I, obviously I, I took art at school, and it didn't do very well in my art O-level, which kind of put me off, I think. I, think I got slightly disenfranchised with the whole thing. Uh, but no, it was, it, it was, and it was a comic book, you know. I, I would draw comic book characters, and I would sort of copy that kind of style, um, uh, of of those artists, you know, and and I can certainly, if I if I see an old panel now or something that I would ha- have spent hours religiously, religiously uh, copying as a kid, it can really bring back the floodgates of nostalgia now.
0: Yeah, I have I have certain comics I'm the same way with. It's yeah. just like, oh wow, I remember I had tracing paper because yeah. I I couldn't even do like even like looking at them and copying. I had to physically. Yes, yeah, so I did a bit of that over. too.
2: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I read some interview you did recently where you, you've been in New York for a, a couple of weeks and you've been go, going on the subway and people will scream out Kilgrave.
2: Is that true? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Not on the subway. Nobody talks to you on the subway. It's like it's like at home in London. Nobody will look you in the eye on the subway in case you go mad. You know, we're all sort of terrified on the ground, don't we? Uh, but, uh, no, kill, yeah, people, people, it certainly struck a chord, the whole Kilgrave thing. Uh, but people are sort of overjoyed to meet you as Kilgrave you do worry that they need a bit of help <laughs> you know that they're sort of so enthused by this character who's pretty dark um, but I take it as a as a tribute to the show rather than any, uh, any kind of psychopathic tendencies they might be enjoying themselves Fair. yeah I
1: hope. <laughs> we gotta say, too, you're wearing a, a marble you dress. Properly I came in the team colors, colors that? yeah Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Nice. It's pretty good. This was a Christmas present that I'm, I, I love. It's got quite an unusual selection of characters as well. It really does. Really weird. I don't know how it was decided upon. <laughs> um, and very male dominated. Well. I have to say. Yeah. There's, a, there's, there's not a single woman on there. That is fascinating. <laughs> Isn't that, it? It's an older shirt,
0: I think. Is it an older shirt? Yeah. I suppose they're older drawings, certainly. Yeah. It's it's yeah, havoc on there. Yeah, and then
2: well. you know Luke on there. Yeah, but Luke's sort of screaming. Everyone else just like looking really <laughs> chilled and really tough. It's Luke, he like, just screaming his head off.
0: He's like, "Where are the ladies?" <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> he's he's really annoyed at the lack of diversity on the show.
0: It's true. Yeah. Uh, I think Blake was telling
2: me you have children. I do. Yeah. Uh, one of them was Deadpool fan. Big Deadpool so fan. Yeah. How did, how old is? Kim well, is she? I dare not admit it because if I admit it that he's seen the film he probably shouldn't have Um, Ty's 14 and I don't know if he's seen the film is that the right thing to say? (laughs) yeah that seems wholly appropriate Yeah, but you know it's interesting because when I was
0: a kid I think my first comic was probably like 7 or 8 years old and it was Punisher War Journal where Wolverine and Punisher are fighting in the jungle and Wolverine is like killing people and Punisher is literally shooting people and murdering them Yeah, and like I'm fine That was fine. I'm mostly That okay. was fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, a little Deadpool. It's
2: fine. Yeah, and also, you know, there's a wit there that I highly applaud. So, yes. So uh, I think that's, uh, yeah, I think that's all right. I think it will be okay.
0: <laughs> Have So what did they think when, your children, what did they think when uh, they knew you were cast in a Marvel production?
2: Well, the little ones were a little too, you know, they, they might, they might, I'm certainly not showing them Jessica Jones for a few years, but uh but no, I, I think my fourteen-year-old was quite was quite pleased. Uh, we, there's an ongoing DC versus Marvel co- conversation that happens at our house, though. So uh, he tends to uh, he quite likes winding me up by taking the opposing side. Wow! Wow! <laughs> but he's still a big Deadpool fan, so I know that he's I know that he's just making it up.
0: It is hard heart of hearts, I think he'll come around.
2: Yeah, he's he's totally around. He just likes winding me up. <laughs> how did he get into Deadpool in the first place? That's a very good question. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. Wh- I don't know how he discovered it. Or how he came to. it.
0: You know, I think Deadpool is one of those interesting characters that has transcended any one form of media. Like you can mm. you can go on and he was part of like those Wolverine and Hulk cartoons where it was like Hulk versus Wolverine and Hulk versus Thor. And he played a major part in one of those. He's been ult- Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. He's been in video games. Yeah. And he sort of, like, bounces around because of the wit that you were mentioning. Yeah. He's just so irreverent. That yes.
2: There's something anarchic there which really appeals. Isn't yes. And, 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 and also that way that he breaks down the fourth wall as a character. That's just... It's, it's constantly kind of slightly uh, playing with your expectations and, and uh, it's just, you know, they're fun, those characters, aren't they? They just have that sort of sparkle of
1: anarchy so did you uh you mentioned the Hulk tv show
2: were you a fan of it oh yeah or, so yeah. I, have you and lou ever crossed paths at uh, conventions i saw him having his photograph taken at, uh, at, a, at, a, at a convention recently but i didn't i didn't get to
1: say hi is that cool i mean I know obviously you go to a, a number of conventions and fans like kind of freak out we have a fan like dan slot our spider-man writers probably freaked out as much as anybody has yeah. on you um <laughs> Who do you like geek out over when you see? I mean, would Lou be one of those guys? Like,
2: oh sure, yeah. yeah. Any, anyone that I think those those things, particularly particularly things that grab you when you're a child. Mm-hmm. They those people maintain a kind of magic in your eyes, kind of whatever else. Happens. Well, Dan was probably thirty. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, I was like thirty. <laughs> uh, but oh, well, you know, uh, yeah, of course. You know that. that the, the, that Lou Ferrino's Hulk was a big deal for me as a kid uh, so uh, uh, I met William Shatner not long ago and I was never a massive particularly massive Star Trek fan but when you meet someone like that you realise how sort of culturally significant they are you know even outside your own personal sort of favourites they're just sort of they're kind of titanic aren't they he has an aura around him uh, so no I mean it, it, you, you, once you uh, once you start sort of working opposite people you know, that it, uh, it, once it becomes a bit more usual for you to meet people that you've, you've seen in other media you, you do get a little blasé about it you know, or, or, or you certainly get less kind of breathless uh, as life goes on but then occasionally you'll meet someone and they'll, they'll sort of uh, they'll take you back, you'll be properly starstruck
1: On the flip side, have you ever had anyone famous come up to you that has been a fan that kind of shocked you?
2: Kathleen Turner came to what? see her play the other night and was clearly uh, knew all sorts of things I'd done. Uh, 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 her, I think her daughter was seemed to be quite a fan and, and she seemed to be right alongside her. So I was, I mean, I was I, I was completely humbled by that. I have to say, yeah. But occasionally that yeah that happens and of course it's it's a bit it's a bit uh, disorientating it's not really uh, the way around you imagine it should be. <laughs> 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 Turner, wow! I know that
1: voice. I,
2: I can imagine that
0: conversation.
2: Oh my! You know, she was no. She well, uh, I think she was a big, uh, big Shakespeare fan, and she came to see I'm doing this uh, Richard II at the moment. And yeah, we, I, I wanted to mention that, but mm. you said you got two shows left. Two shows so left, and show. they're all sold out. So yeah. you know, yeah, we're we're done. Although it is available on DVD. There you go. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so you know. And f-
0: from there, where do you go? What's,
2: what's the plan? I'm going back to do Broadchurch again, yeah. yeah. We've got the third and final season of Broadchurch coming up. Um, I, I don't quite know how it's going to end, but it's going to end. Does it take...
0: How, how do you get into that mindset from moving
2: from... Is it tough to move
0: from something like Shakespeare into something more modern and, and very heavy as well? Well,
2: certainly with Broadchurch, there's a familiarity. Mm-hmm. This will be season three, and there'll we'll, we'll, there'll be a lot of there'll be a sense of us coming back to something that we all know quite well so uh that'll be that that it'll be nice to kind of key back into that world and and to work with some of those people again that's always a very uh happy place to be be albeit telling some quite unhappy stories (laughs) just a little heavy yeah but uh yeah you you, hopefully hopefully we'll slip into it again fairly with, with with a fair amount of familiarity
1: nice very good Anything else you had going on besides Broadchurch, or is
2: that... Uh, that'll take me up to the end of the year, and then uh, and then I think I'm doing a little uh, British movie, but we'll... Uh, I should probably not... probably not up to me to announce that.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> no,
2: I'll, I'll get in trouble. Well, yeah. Dave, we got to say
1: thank you again. You've always been so kind to us, like, no joke, you were one of the most phenomenal people we've come across so thanks again for this It's so a great. pleasure for
2: me i'm a fan of marvel in all its incarnations so it's uh, <laughs> it's very lovely to be uh, to be involved at all
0: <laughs> look we're thrilled i mean he came to me the other day He was like oh, we're gonna have david tenenbaugh i was like yes uh, <laughs> what, are, what are you saying yes to <laughs> whatever i'm
2: happy because uh, yes you are a delight all
0: right so no social media but uh broad church is going to come back you know, maybe in the next
2: year. I think it'll be, yeah, we, we take the rest of the year to shoot it. So probably probably beginning of 2017, you'll see that. And the first two seasons
0: probably available on... They're on Netflix over here.
2: Okay, Yeah, great. you can see them in the U.S. on Netflix. Um, uh, or buy a DVD, that's fine.
0: You love the DVDs. We'll
2: take your residuals.
0: Yes, that's great. Uh, David, thank you as always. Always a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, this is Marvel, your universe.